0: where we were at last week. First uh, Samuel uh, chapter three, where we'll be. And when you get to First Samuel chapter three, if you would, if you can, please stand to pay reverence to the reading of the Word of God. First Samuel chapter three. And we'll start reading with verse 10. First Samuel, uh, chapter three, Verse 10, the word of God says this: This is, and the Lord came and stood and called, as at other times, Samuel, Samuel, and then Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant heareth. And that's where we stopped last week. We're going to look at verse 11. And the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do a thing in Israel, at which both the ears of everyone that heareth it shall tingle. In that day I will perform against Eli all things which I have spoken concerning his house. When I begin, I will also make an end. For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knoweth, because his sons made themselves vile, and he restrained them not. And therefore I have sworn unto the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be purged with the sacrifice nor offering forever. And Samuel lay until the morning and opened the doors of the house of the Lord, and Samuel feared to sh- show Eli the vision. Then Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son, and he answered, Here am I he said what is the thing that the lord has said unto thee i pray thee hide it not from me god do so to thee more also if thou hide anything from me of all the things that he said unto thee and samuel told him every whit and hid nothing from him and he said it is the lord let him do what seemeth him good and samuel grew and the lord was with him and did let none of his words fall to the ground and all israel from dan even to Beersheba knew that Samuel was established to be a prophet of the Lord. And the Lord appeared again in Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you once again for allowing us to come together here this morning. I pray uh, that you'll help us uh, understand the word this morning. Lord, I pray that you'll uh, continue to have uh, receptive uh, ears and receptive hearts, Lord, with our congregation. I pray, Lord, that we can draw closer to you before it's everlasting too late. I, I uh, thank you for the cross. I thank you uh, for this holy inspired word this morning. I pray that you continue uh, to lead, guide, and direct. Lord, I, I pray uh, that we'll do all things in the accordance of thy will. I pray that if for somebody that's lost and undone this morning, they'll come to know you before it's too late. In Jesus' name I ask. Amen. Amen. You can be seated this morning. Now, uh, last week we uh, took some time uh focus on uh, Samuel uh, being spoken to by God and Eli's response. and. Uh, We looked at that a little bit in God speaking, and I I want you to know today that uh, uh, just as I said last week, I believe that God speaks uh, even through His Word or through events or uh, even verbally. I don't know how we experience God. Every one of us is different, but uh, we see that God speaks to Eli, and He says certain things. Now, I mean, excuse me, Samuel, but Samuel here, uh, I really want to think about Samuel in particular on who he is in the Bible. Now, there's a lot of people in the Bible that you can look at uh, as being great uh, patriarchs or great leaders or great judges, uh, but almost every one of them have moral problems. Uh, you have Moses that uh, uh, killed a man in cold blood and hit a body. You have uh, uh, Samson with all this power and strength, and uh, uh, he kept falling for this woman. Uh, you have David that was uh, just a great leader and uh, looked upon a woman and lusted after her, killed her husband. You have uh, over and over throughout the Old Testament, you'll find these leaders uh, that had problems. Uh, uh, but I think it's very interesting if you take some time to study Samuel. And I, for my studies, uh, I couldn't find anything throughout Samuel's entire time that he did that was negative. Uh, and I'll charge you, I'll challenge you to look at Samuel's life. If you can find me something that hey Zach, this is bad, I couldn't find it. Uh, uh, Samuel was a leader that did what God told him to do day in and day out, and he even did things that was painful, I would imagine, for Samuel to do, but he did them anyway, even though it hurt somebody's feelings, even though he went out of his way, even though it was difficult, Samuel followed God. And if we look at Samuel's life, when we start here really focusing on Samuel growing up, when Samuel was spoken to by God, Samuel was very different from a lot of the people. Samuel said exactly what God told him to do. Uh, The first thing that we have really that we want to look at with Samuel this morning is courage. Samuel had a great amount. Of courage, even as a young boy, we went. We mentioned it last week uh, that most Jewish scholars believe that he was around maybe twelve years old when God spoke to him here, and he he was he pronounced pretty much judgment against Eli. Now, uh, for us to really think about what that means, uh, to have courage. Now, when we speak the word of God, I want you to realize something. We're, when we speak what God shows us, we don't really want to speak it in a beauty contest. Uh, uh, you're not going to speak it to be popular. Uh, I, I didn't really start. Preaching to win beauty contests or be popular, I, I didn't do it to get a following. I didn't do any of those things, but it's proven. Uh, I want you to know something. If you follow uh, God and do what it says, even from Scripture uh, to now, it sometimes is a lonely road. Uh, people don't like to hear those kind of things. Uh, uh, people don't really uh, uh, like being a pronounced judgment or cer- certain things are told to them. Uh, uh, but something special about Samuel was he spoke up. He did exactly what God told him to do. In fact, uh, the courage that Samuel had, I I like to really focus a little bit on verse 15. Uh, Verse 15, I can't imagine if you just read that, uh, and we'll read it together again. And Samuel lay until the morning and opened opened the doors of the house of the Lord, and Samuel feared to show Eli the vision. Now, if we read that and really think about what's going on in verse 15, uh, I can't imagine having to lay there all night long after i was just told or oh, what a, something about my the person that i looked up to the person that was training me the person that i depended on to talk to i was just pronounced judgment by god upon this person he had to lay there now i, I really want you to think about what it says it does not mention that he slept Realize that it says he laid there until morning then got up. Uh, It does not say that he uh, slept all night long in a peaceful, nice, dreamy sleep and woke up relaxed. It doesn't doesn't say that. And I'd like to think he didn't. I'd like to think that at that point, uh, uh, Samuel was probably laying in that bed thinking, what am I going to do in the morning? I've done went to Eli three times and he knows that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He knows that God has told me something and what I've got to tell him is bad. What I've got to go tell Eli is that his house is going to be judged and Eli already knows. God's already told Eli that his house is going to be judged and that's what God's telling Samuel. So they tell Samuel, he says, Eli's going to be judged and I've already told him what he's done wrong. My goodness, I can't imagine having to lay there and holding on to what God had just told me. I can't imagine knowing that it would upset my teacher, knowing that it would upset the person that I looked up to. And not only could this be bad for Eli, I want you to understand something. And these times, the message bearer, guess what? (laughs) The message bearer was almost just as guilty as what he said. You know that old saying, don't shoot the messenger? (laughs) Well, that was pretty common, okay? The one that brought the message, well, he could be lying. He could be spreading some kind of, he could be just trying to make us mad. Imagine being in Samuel's position, being told what he was told, and knowing that if he told Eli, Eli would to just just have him killed. We don't want to have to hear that. I don't think God said that, Samuel. No, I don't think God would say that about me. And in verse 19, we said that the Lord didn't let Samuel's, fall to the gro- Samuel's words fall to the ground. Now, what does that really mean? Samuel had been spoken to by God, and I, I think it took a quite a bit of courage to say what God had told him to Eli. And then it follows up in verse 19 after this, that it didn't let Samuel's words fall to the ground. Now, that means that what Samuel said happened. That's what it means. If Samuel spoke judgment, if Samuel foretold something happening, if Samuel said something that did not look right, things happened. You could see God's judgment immediately in what Samuel said. Now, why did God do that with Samuel? Because Samuel did what he was supposed to do. He said what God had told him. Everything was right in Samuel's life. It's amazing that when we stand for God and speak His truth, God sees us through. It's amazing that when we pronounce what God says, truth is exposed in His Word. It's very simple to understand that Samuel always told the truth of God's judgment even as a child. Even at 12 years old, Samuel said the tough things at 12 years old that adults probably couldn't say today. He spoke real judgments. He even told Saul he had made a mistake later in life. He went to Saul and said, Saul, you've done something bad. I want you to know something. We're not going to have a patriarchal life. Your sons are not going to lead. It's going to end with you, and it's over right now. And what did Samuel go do? He went and anointed another king. He pronounced judgment even in the face of somebody that could kill him right then. Samuel's life was amazing because he did what God told him to do, and he said exactly what God said. You know, Saul, even after Samuel died, Saul sought out some witchcraft to try to call up Samuel to speak to him. And the only reason that I could possibly fathom that Saul thought that would work is because he knew that even dead, if Samuel showed up, he was going to say what God's judgment was. He was going to be honest even beyond the grave. That's what Saul realized about Samuel. Now, Telling the truth, I want you to know something about Samuel. When God spoke to Samuel here at night, and he had to wake up and he had to tell Eli, we think that telling the truth uh, is uh, something that's simple. Don't you? A lot of us think that telling the truth, telling exactly how it is, a lot of us think that's real simple. But it's actually really difficult. Telling the truth all the way through is something that's actually harder than a lot of us like to admit. We all need people to tell us the truth. We do. We all need people to tell us when we're slipping up. We all need people to tell us that we're not living a life that's pleasing to God. We, we need people to tell us that we're being hypocrites. We need people to tell us about God's unfailing love. We need people to tell us those things. Because just as I am and just as you are, we are very guilty of letting our minds slip in the world, uh, of letting us think that we're okay, uh, to think that everything that I do is hunky-dory. Uh, but I need a boss at work that sometimes comes and tells me, Zach, you're not doing a very good job with this you need to pick it up. I need a wife that says, Hey, Zach, you need to go clean up the kitchen because you ain't picked it up the last few times you cooked. I need this. Even my little old boy says, Daddy, you asked me to pick this up, but I ain't seen you picking nothing up in the living room the last few days. Sometimes we need those people in our lives. Hey, that can make you giggle or whatever. But we need that in our lives. We need people to tell us the truth. No matter what it is, no matter if it's God's amazing grace or if it's God's judgment. We need to hear those things. And telling that truth is not simple. And not only do we need it individually, I want you to know something, we need it individually, each and every one of us need it, but we need it as a nation. And I'm not talking about the United States, I'm talking about uh, the Christian brotherhood, our sisters and brothers in Christ right here this morning, as a church, as Union heal, we need truth. We do. If we went day in and day out every Sunday and we didn't hear truth, We wouldn't grow as a church. We need to hear from God. More importantly, we are here. Go ahead and take care of him. We are here to grow, to communicate to society. That's sort of our, our our realm of what we were supposed to do. Yeah, we're here to grow. Yeah, we're here to have this judgment. We're here to. But I want you to know something. We are here to proclaim the gospel to a lost and dying world. We are. And it's not for us to worry about if they hear it and they take it. It's not for us to worry about if they change their lives. It's only our job as the church, as the Christians today, to proclaim it. We're not guilty. We, we won't be judged on what somebody did after we told them. Understand that, church. Uh, You can witness to somebody and tell them about God all you want to, and they may run and they may never do anything with what you say, but you're not going to be judged on what they do. You're judged on what you do. You're judged on what you say, not what they do. You're judged on how you portray Christian, on how you portray your church. Now, It took true courage, and I want you to realize something about the courage that it took in Samuel. And today, uh, true courage is a rare trait. It is. It's very rare to meet somebody that's got true courage today that can speak exactly what they need to speak. And I want you to realize that truth being difficult to say, it should not be difficult to speak truth to somebody uh, when you love them. I really want you to think about this. If you really love somebody... And I love, I love all y'all. I do. But when you love somebody, you speak to them differently than people you don't love. That's the truth. I speak to my son because my love is way deeper than he, with my son than there's a lot with people with the church. I will speak to my son very differently than I will with y'all. I'll speak to my wife differently than I will with y'all. I'll speak to my friends that are very close to me, very different than I will with just random strangers. You say, Zach, what are you trying to get at? I want you to realize something that when we speak and we're trying to tell people what they need in their life, sometimes it's difficult, uh, but it won't be quite so difficult when you love people because they need to hear it. We have to have that true courage. Now, I I want you to realize something that when you say something to somebody and it's difficult to say, that's good. You should not easily go into a conflict or situation and pronounce judgment. Now Samuel, I believe he struggled. I think that it was very hard that when Eli told him to tell me what he said, and if you don't tell me what he said, worse is going to happen to you. (laughs) My goodness, how crazy is that to say about Eli? But... Samuel said it to him. He told him exactly what I, I would think. There was a, I think there was a restraint. He didn't really want to say it. I, I would think that it was somebody that he looked up to. But when Samuel spoke it, he spoke it the way he was supposed to say it. He said exactly what God had told him. And it was something that I, I believe was very difficult. And as just as you should be. It should be difficult for you to go to somebody and talk about their faults. That's something that we shouldn't look forward to. I'm not saying that anybody's got that job here this morning. Don't misunderstand me. It's not everybody's job to go to everybody and tell them their faults. We've talked about building each other up, but there's also a time to call out faults. There's also a time to help us understand what we need. I know it works sometimes. I don't like to be told that I'm wrong. I don't take criticism very well. (laughs) Can y'all believe that? I don't take criticism very well. And I'll say that openly and honestly. I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like to be told I'm wrong. I don't think that's a normal trait for anybody here to be told that you're wrong. But God has showed me a lot of times that I am wrong. He has. And uh, in early in my ministry, I remember, I, I don't take criticism well. Remember that, church. I, 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 I was told at a young age when I was a preacher, I think it might have been my third message, I was preaching somewhere and I had somebody come up to me and shook my hand after the service. My third message now, church. I want you all to realize this. Third message. Came up to me, shook my hand. He said, I can't wait to hear you once you preach preached a while and you get good at this. <laughs> boy, that got under my skin. I said, get good at this, get better at this. That wasn't no good. <laughs> and boy, that hurt my feelings. I st- like I said, I still remember it. and I've been preaching for a while now. Uh, six years, seven years coming up or whatever it is. But I remember that being told to me. And you know, the longer that I, the older that I get, the more I appreciate him saying that to me. Because I know that I was not where I needed to be. I, I know that I had not uh, uh, honed my skills. I, I knew that I had not, and I still haven't. I mean, you could probably tell me after church today that it wasn't worth a count. But guess what? That'll probably make me better. If, it, if, it's, if it's something that we need, if it's something that uh, somebody needs to prepare better for church, if it's something if somebody's life's uh, out, of, out of whack, things are going wrong, sometimes we need to hear those things. I remember going to a brotherhood, and not long after I'd been preaching, I guess I might have been preaching for six or seven months, I went to a brotherhood, and boy, I did not prepare. I thought I'd done had it whoop church. I thought that, oh, I could just preach. I'll just go down there and preach something. I went down there and preached, and boy, I was embarrassed. By the time I left that place, I knew I had made a mistake. I had people tell me that I did a good job, uh, but I almost felt like they was lying straight to my face trying to build me up. I I want you to know, as a Christian, sometimes we need to hear the truth. Even though it hurts. We didn't know that we've messed up. Yeah, it'll hurt you for a little while. Don't get mad and boo-hoo and quit going to church like a lot of us do. Make it get you better. This, I, I imagine that that person telling me that, I would like to think that it was difficult for them to tell that to me, but they needed to tell me. Today it's very difficult sometimes to tell people what they need to hear. The Christian way... Would be to go face to face. Now, we see that when a uh Eli called upon Samuel. Samuel, what did he do? He didn't post it on social media. We've got a problem with with social media today, and we've got a problem with uh, people going on uh, and doing it anonymously, and they can say certain things, and Lord help us, we've got kids today that are picked on in school, and we've got suicides going on because of all the craziness that goes on in social media, because they stand behind a blanket, you can't see them, and they can say whatever they want to say, and be ugly to people as Christians today. I want you to realize that when he said this to, to Eli, he said it to him face to face he told him what he needed to hear he didn't talk about him behind his back he didn't gossip to somebody else you don't see uh, Samuel waking up and going down uh, to the corner saying hey you know what God told me about Eli last night he told Eli straight to his face so we have to go and treat this as when we speak the truth we've got to do it on a face to face level We don't have to speak things indirectly. We don't have to gossip. We don't have to spread verbal abuse. Another thing that we see about Samuel is that when he says what he's got to say, he says the whole truth. He says it all. In verse 18, it says that he hid nothing from him. Every wit, what the Word of God says. Everything that God told Samuel, Samuel said it back to him. He didn't say it halfway. He didn't sugarcoat it, even though it was hard. Even though that he might have to face repercussions, even though he may get punished for what he's going to say, he spoke the whole truth. Nothing was covered, and he didn't half-tell somebody what they needed. And even though he did that, I want you to realize my last thing that I noticed in this. The last thing we need to look at is that Samuel only spoke what God said. He said the whole truth, and he said what God said, but i really like to look at Samuel didn't add nothing to it. Boy, preachers today, and I don't know, I may do it from time to time. You need to tell me if I do it. But they start preaching Zach Stone's gospel from the pulpit. They do. They start preaching their own gospel, from the, their own ideas, their own opinions of what the Scripture means. But very clearly when Samuel spoke to Eli, he spoke exactly what God said. He did not add to it. He, didn't, uh, he did not try to tell Eli how to fix the situation. Did y'all, did y'all back up and think about that? Then when Samuel spoke judgment to Eli, a lot of us, we may know something that's going on in somebody's life, but then we try to fix it. So, Zach, I know you're a sinner, but you start wearing a tie on Sundays, you'll probably get a lot better. Zach, if you'll uh, quit driving 70 in a 55, you get a lot closer to God that way. And I'm trying to portray just a funny image to you today, but we try to add on to what God shows us in judgment. There's nothing that I can find in Scripture a lot of times that people are preaching from pulpits. I see people giving advice to people that is very unbiblical advice. They're trying to be Christians, but yet they're giving the Christian, they're calling the problem to the front, but then they're trying to add on to it with their own opinion. There's nothing God related to it. It's even more frightening that we realize that God's speaking the truth and we misrepresent what God said. How frightening is that? My biggest worry as a preacher, I mean my biggest worry, and I'll, I'll say it, is one day I'm going to die and I'm going to have to give account. you all hear me church? One day I'm going to die and I'm going to have to stand before God for what I said For what I did, for how I said it, for how I presented myself, for everything that I do for God, I'm going to have to stand account. Now, don't think that you're not going to be applicable to that either. You're going to have to stand account. If you're a Christian today, you're going to have to stand before God. Boy, that should scare you, it scares me. I want to stand before him and call. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't study the way I needed to, God. Yeah, I didn't pray the way I needed to, God. Yeah, I didn't do, I didn't say exactly what I needed to. What is more frightening than having to stand before an Almighty God that you were supposed to represent? Can you imagine what would happen in the church if this community knew that we had a reputation for speaking truth? A lot of you say, "Well, there wouldn't nobody come." I'm telling you, people would come. If people know the truth is being preached at that church, they'll come. If people think there's opinions being preached, they ain't going to come. <laughs> I ain't going to go to no church that I think a bunch of opinions are being preached. I'll go to a church that I know the truth is being preached. I'll go to a church with people uh, that speak the truth and don't speak it hatefully. life. I can't wait to tell you how bad you are. I, I want to go to that church that they don't want to tell you how bad you are because they love you and they're afraid of what it'll do to you. But they're going to do it anyway. They're going to help you. Uh, can you imagine... If we spoke truth, even when it hurt, if we taught the truth in a way that exactly is the the way that God says it. And do you think people over time would move away from that? They won't. I want you to know something. If you speak the true word of God, people will not run away from that. They won't. I've seen it. I, I'm only 33 years old, and I've been in churches long enough. I was born and raised in church, and I've seen it. If the truth is preached and opinions are left at the door and God's word is brought, church grows. I'm not talking about numbers, I'm talking about the people do better, uh, the church does better, the church, the church is strengthened, everything within itself. You know, this message is to help us realize that if we want the church to flourish, we've got to tell people the truth. Even when it hurts, even when it could hurt us, we tell the truth. It's not always fun. Sometimes it's lonely. People ain't always gonna like you. They don't always like me before, but (laughs) sometimes they don't like me because of what I stand for. But I want you to know as a church, it's a disservice not to do it, it is a disservice to God. For us to not proclaim what God has told us. What God has shown us in His Word. God's truth gives us the power for them to understand what we're trying to say. It is. As they get a verse of some song ready this morning, we've got to realize that God's truth needs to be spoken. Samuel, as a young boy, spoke God's truth. It was what Samuel based his life upon. It was fulfilling to God. It was honoring to God. It was all the above to God. Samuel did these things and Samuel was blessed. Samuel through his whole life, and I'll challenge you to get your Bibles out and study, you won't find one blip. When Samuel stepped out of the reins of leading Israel, I want you to realize what Samuel said, and I'll paraphrase what went on. Samuel got there to hand over the keys of the kingdom to Saul. He said, Saul's the man. But before I leave, he said this. He said, if anybody in this country, anybody has a problem with me, if I have took anything I wasn't supposed to take, if I said something I wasn't supposed to say, if I have done a disservice to anybody here, come forward right now and I will pay back the debt. You know what the whole kingdom of Israel said? They said, you owe us nothing. Samuel, you did what's right. You'll find that with Samuel's life, going back to 12 years old, it began speaking truth. He spoke what God told him to do. He was blessed throughout his leadership time. He was blessed on anointing the two two first kings of Israel. He was blessed in his life because he did what God told him. He spoke the truth. You, if you want to flourish in God's kingdom, if you want to uh, do well, I'm not talking about getting money, get a great job. I'm talking about if you want to spiritually do well, if you want to have a close relationship with God, listen to Him and speak what He says. Have that close relationship with Him. He'll show us what He wants us to say just from His Word. As we stand, what page you got?